and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, fresh off a Game 7 victory by the New Jersey Devils. We're heading into Round 2. DJ, how are you doing? Really good. I mean, it was very, very good Round 1. A lot of pick'em slips hitting. Um, Seemed like there were some nights where a bunch of things went incredible. Like the first night, absolute smash fest. Uh, Really would have been tough to end up negative. Had a couple bad nights after that and then just kind of got back on track and was able to find enough to get that done. Didn't play a ton of DFS because I was just like, I'm just going to put more money in pickups every night. And that's going to run out because there's just not going to be as many games. So um, probably get back in the DFS race a little bit more in round two. Uh, underdog, pretty well. Uh, as of now, 34 advance of 150. So pretty good rate. I think the what the medium would be like 25. No. What's the median? It doesn't matter. We'll think about that later. Your expectation would be 25, one out of six yeah. advancing, plus yeah, yeah, okay. whatever right. extras. Yeah, so, so 34 plus any, I think I'll get maybe two or three more. That's fine. I, I, I mean, like I never thought in a million years I'd get anywhere close to what I did in the regular season. Also, it didn't do a, it was a $15, not 20, round 10. So like also the monetarily it would never have gotten there, but um, that's a really good number, I think, in the playoffs where like you have to try to get out of your comfort zone. And I think I did a really good job of that. So we'll see how that ends up. Um, other than that, yeah, just I think a lot of our bets were fine. Uh, our advice was good. And Nozen was almost uh, just a god run. And we got we got outside of you. So, Matt, I'll send it to you on that note because I know you were very sad <laughs> yeah. about that as well. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be sad? Uh, you know, it, it was it was all right in front of us. Uh, they were going to coast to the finish. It was going to be at worst a chop, if not, you know, uh, the, the full-on 65-1 to one on Seth Nason. Um, but was not meant to be. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. But we will stay poor another day. Uh, also, staying poor, um, I think I got two series uh correct in i'm looking at my nhl.com bracket um but like also that parlay for a million dollars or whatever nonsense where we try to guess every series exactly um i only got two of those and i even only got two teams on each uh actually five teams total of the eight through yeah um, i had so, um you know i had one that was three of the eight series correct and that was my best and my like i think i was it's actually the only one I think I got wrong, I, I mean, Florida, you know, that's, yeah, I, I did get Florida wrong. Let's just get that out of the way now. Um, I mean, Winnipeg was my incorrect. And like, I, I said on one thing that Seattle might pull me upset. And then I go on our podcast and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Colorado and seven. And I was like, I am a fish. Yeah. So yeah, like I missed on Seattle and Florida. I, I gave Seattle everything. I think, I think more than anyone could possibly have given them. And then I just backed out the last minute and said, you know what, Colorado finished it in seven. And you know what? I will say this and I'll pass it back to you. That was probably the most even series of the entire playoffs. Like those to seven, it should have gone to seven. Like it was evenly matched if you consider all four lines. Um, but the top end of Colorado is just why I ended up saying, you know what, they're just going to find a way to finish this. And they didn't. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing, my my lock gold star bet of of the uh, playoffs where I was like if you can find it bet the Atlantic versus the Pacific in the Cup final 
Um, I still feel pretty strongly about that, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll get there obviously as we preview the second round series. Um, but I do feel pretty good about like the teams that are left and, you know, I, just watching how the other series have played out. It does feel like there's kind of a few teams a tier above the rest. Um, so, uh, you know, we, I guess we can start there. I don't know. Is there anything else? I, I played DFS and it was okay. I actually did pretty well. I won one of the contests one night, but of course I won one of the 5k nights instead of one of the 10 or 15k nights. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, you know, you can only find the nuts so often. You just hope it's on the right day. And yeah, I don't know. Nothing, nothing crazy though. Uh, underdog was a decent, you know, that my teams are fine. Like I don't have any teams with Vegas and Brossois. So feeling a little bit down about my underdog chances in general, but we'll see how it plays out. Maybe one of those give me a secondary sweat as we head into the, you know, the, like the conference finals or whatnot. Um, but I think that's pretty much everything I had going on. Anything we missed before uh, we sort of go to series by series round two, like quickly recapping how we got there and uh, what we see playing out. Sorry, I you cut out for a second and then I was reading something and you came back. What did you ask me? That's fine. Now I was just saying, was there anything else you wanted to say before we got oh. into the nitty-gritty? No, I that no, I think, I think we should good. just like very briefly, we'll kind of like as we get into each series of next, we'll kind of mention what happened. And I say we just stick in the Atlantic. I think that's probably going to be the biggest storyline that comes up. Um I don't know. I, I say that with my, my Atlantic, I guess, bias, but I do think that there's quite a bit of intrigue now on these on this series. Um, so we have Florida upsets Boston, and I think that's the talk of the town. And, and really, like, it's like on one hand, I think this is a good story for hockey. And on the other hand, I know, and everyone's going to say it, like, yeah, Boston going out probably isn't good for the league, but I don't think it matters that much. Like, I think that's getting a bit overblown. Uh, can't say enough to come back from three, one down to be the best team in the league all season and finish it off, you know, game seven in Boston, but they get to face Toronto who also does the unthinkable, which is why this is such a story. They finally get out of the first round. And I know that last year I was high on Toronto and I was like, you know what, they're going to figure it out. They're going to do it. They didn't do it this year. I was like, ah, I don't know. But, and then I, like we talked about the entire series and at the end of it, I'm like, yeah, they're going to win it in six. And they did. So that was what I did get correct. Um, I would say that I don't, I don't want to say Tampa outplayed Toronto because I feel that I feel like that's a bit disingenuous on the entire series. And obviously the results speak for themselves, but I, I do think that Toronto um, it's like, how much can they ride that top? I, I almost want to say five forwards. Like I, might, I almost want to throw O'Reilly in the mix, um, you know, against a team like Boston, I think would have been much more difficult against Florida. It kind of feels like an even a much more even matchup. And I do think it works out a lot better in their favor going into this matchup comparatively to taking on a Boston that rolls four lines and, and gets success from all of them. So with all that out of the way, is there anything you wanted to mention before we get into some predictions and any thoughts on the series um, at large? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a few points. Uh, I think takeaway one is just how much of an embarrassment this season was for the Florida Panthers. Like, I mean, this team should not have been this bad in the regular season. Uh, like it just, it's such a reminder of last season, just how absolutely dominant the Panthers were. And like, yeah, obviously they had 82 games to like show that they could sustain that and they simply couldn't. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> Florida went, 
blow for blow with the best team, you know, of this season, obviously all the record setting that they did and whatnot. Um, but like last year's Florida team was basically Boston just without the goaltending. Like it's staggering when you look back on it, um, a team to get, you know, near 60% of the goals and the expected goals at five on five is just insane. And they added Matt Chuck in the offseason, losing Jonathan Huberto. Like, I mean, come on. Like, how does that team not just, you know, globetrot through the regular season? I have no idea. Um, but, you know, when, when it push came to shove, clearly uh, Florida is very much on the level with the big three in their division. I, you know, obviously going forward, I think we expect to see that like next season beyond two. Um so I think sort of just throwing out the regular season records for the Florida and Toronto is very much in order. Um, you know, I just, and I've seen enough, like I get it. They were bad. Palmery sucks. Well, yada, yada, but they did it against Boston. I, I don't care. I'm defaulting to my uh, preseason of like, yeah, this team's going to fucking rule. Um, so with that out yeah. of the way though, yeah. I mean, Toronto's really fucking good too. So like, I, I, I don't know anything on Florida, but like specifically, um, yeah, I, I think the one thing I'm kind of been more and more intrigued by is that, that series went out with Sam Bennett. It, it seemed like every night he was very involved. Um, I know in game seven that the Chuck Ryan got pretty well shut down by the Bergeron line for most of the game. It was pretty uneventful, but I am okay with the theory that like the Chuck makes Bennett so much better. I hate that Nick Cousins is on that line. Like I don't really get that. And I kind of just wish they put like anyone else there. Like literally just put good like, column white. I don't even, I just don't understand, but I'm not sure. going to do it. And I think like, if, I, if I'm going to make a bet and I'm going to look around uh, 16 to one Bennett leading scorer, and I get it. You know what? It's Matthews. It's the truck. I, I feel like I, I can see myself placing money on this and it will happen. Like I will see this happen. Um, and, and it'll just be like, Oh yeah, duh, Matthews has five goals. And, and Bennett has, has two. That was obviously going to happen, but I do think it better. I, I 16 to one is a little bit low. I just think at better odds, and I'm going to kind of look on FanDuel where we found Nosen last time. Um, he was, I mean, the guy that had the highest expected goals on Florida. He had a ton, a ton of shot attempts over the series. Um, it, you know, early on, it was way, way, way up. I'm trying to look where it landed. But he just, I just think that that line did look good overall. And I wonder if they can't create better matchups against Toronto. And I just don't know if Matt the Truck actually wants to shoot as much as maybe people think he does. Like, I think he's totally fine passing it off if he doesn't have an open look. Like, maybe that isn't the player he is. I, I don't know. I mean, things could change. But, Matt, any thoughts on that? Are there are any yeah. kind of I mean, things that stood out on Florida? Always remember that people can change, DJ. Um, <sighs> I, I do forget that. Yeah. Um, I, I guess, I don't know. I was, I was very unclear about my uh, sort of where I was specifically looking to go by throwing it back to you. Um, but just sort of uh, circling back to where, like you mentioned on Toronto, like they did not play their best hockey against Tampa. I, I mm. don't think they would tell you they did either. So I do feel a little bit like encouraged that like they still managed to beat Tampa without like, you know, uh, playing all that well. Um, obviously getting out chance and uh did they get outscored throughout the series i don't think so it was no no not good okay uh because they had that game two blow or three or whatever the game where they won by like six goals was um but you know uh 
what they went into Tampa and had like three OT wins or two of three or something like very close series. Um, you know, I don't necessarily think Tampa's all that good. So it does sort of make me shade toward the side of Florida just because, you know, if I'm throwing out like my this season and I'm going back to last season's priors, like, you know, Florida's obviously pretty good. I think they're about on the level. Uh, what's the line on this series? Like Toronto minus 140-ish or so, or is it more significant than I'm that? Look, I'm looking at the wrong thing for that series. Player prop series. Okay, minus 170 Toronto on DraftKings. Okay. Yeah, so so that does feel like a pretty decent Florida um, wager. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I, like it's not the strongest take I have or anything like that, but it does just feel solid. Um, I would not have a hard I, – I would not feel bad about uh, placing that and just seeing how it plays out, um, you know, maybe rebetting it after game one or something to try and get some arbitrage value in there. Um so that's sort of where my head goes initially with this series, where it's like, I think this is going to be really close. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, event hockey, I think could be, could, could be found here. And, and I think it's because of what I said off the very beginning, it's like, you're going to see two teams that have the same players out there a lot, uh, especially at forward, um, you know, Bennett, the Chuck for Hagee, Barkoff and Reinhardt are going to see a lot of ice time and extended ice time in games where they're trailing. And I, you know, do I need to say the Toronto players? If you want me to, I will. Matthews, <laughs> Nylander, Tavares, O'Reilly, Marner. You're gonna see a lot of those guys, and, and I really am excited about that from my perspective because I can very easily see where I want to go with uh, betting shot props and betting game scripts. Um, you know, O'Reilly might not be the highest event guy, but we'll see. And I, and you know, I, I just kind of want to say, I guess. Uh, I'm a big Reinhardt guy. You know, I think we both are. And we really started to see it late in that series. You know, he, he finds ways to get into good spots to score. Um, so I'm really excited to watch him as well. But like I said, I'm putting 10 on Bennett for uh, the leading goal scorer. And I think if you have any, you know, inclination that Florida gets there, I think taking Bennett at what I found at 24 to one feels like a decent, decent play. Um, yeah, I, I think I like that. Um, I just did 24 to one. I mean, like that number just seems, I don't know. What, what is power play, game seven? Like he's on that first power play. It could change. Yeah. And I think he's the guy that comes out if they change it. But what we get Yep. Did, did you save or Hagee's line there? Like how much more significant? Seven to one. Okay. Yeah. That That's, I mean, yeah. I get it. Um, like I, regular season and seven to one on both sides, by the way. Okay. I'm just like, yeah. I get that. I, right. Bennett, like, I think Bennett's, like, Bennett's a really good value there i think i think you're right because i don't think he loses a job like i don't know yeah it's like i mean reinhardt <laughs> is yeah. 13 to 1 on DraftKings and 29 to 1 on FanDuel. maybe i'll put 10 on reinhardt too i don't know um yeah right? what I is mean, what is matthew nice <laughs> like 55 I, to 1 he's looked really good um right. he's you know already worked his way into the top six I mean, yeah. you know, he's not shooting a ton. He's not getting the power play run. So it's not the Steph Nason play whatsoever. Like Nason was truly a once in a lifetime, I think, like actual value. Um, I would get that. And that like, just, it just sucks. It just sucks so much. That cold um, and we're like, oh, we're just like, all right, I'll play. Right, like, you know, like if you could play that like, series 25 times, like Nason definitely gets there one of them. Like just 
you know, just the way that, especially the attrition on uh, the Carolina side with Tara Vine and going to like, you know, at some point, like, yeah, that series was going very much in favor for that to hit. I do not think Nyes is like in that sort of mold where like, yeah, he's got this role. It's going to be great. But like, I think that's more of a bet on balance and like he's actually earning trust. And maybe he does, you know, flip the the power play mold or, or something like that, where he sort of just keeps increasing his role. Um, I certainly think he's a guy to watch for in the, the DFS treats. Um, you know, I am looking for a bit more of like a shot floor. Um, I don't know if you have actually I can pull it up I, right I now. I have the our uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, well, what was his actual like shot attempts per game mark? Uh the last like three games of that series. Just three for Nyes? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. It's loaded. Because that's he when was, he sort of like started yeah, he was two, actually oh, playing a bit more. Hold on. It was two per game in the entire okay. series. And for the last three games, 1.67 shot attempts. Yeah. Shot. Okay. Yeah. You know, so oh. still not great. Uh, clearly, well, that's yeah, something I, where. 55, <laughs> the 55 to one is basically like if he stays in that top six and like, you know, he somehow just has that one peak game early on. It goes four games or something like, yeah. Yep. Um, so sorry, you know, it's whatever. Um, something interesting, I guess uh, we saw Nylander go back to the top power play, but uh, Nylander and O'Reilly seem kind of thin um, just on a, you know, series long basis. If you're doing any props like that, just because they've been the guys that are flipping in and out of the top power play unit. I do think that the top power plays are going to be pretty instrumental in this series. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I've said everything that I found interesting about the series. Um, maybe Toronto going 11 and seven is interesting, but I don't know. Uh, like Jake McCabe still played 27 minutes against the Tampa in game six. So like, I don't know how interesting really that is if they're just giving Gustafson like power play time um, as the seventh defenseman getting six minutes a night. So yeah, like it, it, this series just should be a lot of fun. So I don't yeah, know. Uh, what is your final decision or final take? I, you know, honestly, I think you made a really good point there and you didn't even like, I don't know, maybe you meant to, it's like Toronto actually wants to find a way to be boring and they simply have too much talent in that top six to let it happen. So um, they're going to play McCabe a ton. They're going to play Shen more than they should. And they're going to roll a Chari 20 minutes in games. Um, you know, I, I do think Toronto would love for this series to hit the under every single night and they'll feel confident they can win, but definitely going to be looking at this from a upside perspective. And I think that the series has a lot of potential in that theory. So my final prediction is going to be Toronto does win it in six. Damn, you mirrored me exactly. So I'll go Toronto. I thought seven. you were picking Florida. Oh my God. I thought you were no, no, picking no. Florida. Uh, well, okay. I think there's value at, at you know, whatever is being implied, 40% to win. But I think, you know, like if I had to gun to head, I think Toronto's okay. better. So, okay. I was trying to, I was trying to like put this together as we went, but I guess DraftKings is not going to let me because this series just isn't listed. Huh. Weird. Well, let's move on to the other Eastern Conference series. <laughs> well, while I wait for DraftKings to figure it out, what about Tampa versus Arizona? Can can you get that those series odds? Um, like last show, you can bet everything except for correct series. Do not know why. 
every other series is here. Maybe like they added the devil series and deleted the other one by accident. I don't know. Cause that wasn't here. And now that's here. Okay. Well, good news for us is that's the next series is Carolina and the devils. So game one for this, we don't know yet, but it'll be in Carol. Yes. Carolina. Um, Carolina. It, I, I feel like this is going to be a very popular pick the devils. You know, I think a lot of people will be on that with Carolina, just not having scoring. Um, feels likely uh carolina is actually the favorite in game one uh, it's up oh, they already announced it may 3rd that not the time yet so it'll be on wednesday will be game one um do we have the i don't think we have the series line yet though um nope just popped up so it is actually devils minus 130 and carolina plus 110 amazing everything popped up as we recorded that's fair. I think that I think that's fair. And I get why it's like this because you would think that the two teams that played pretty well defensively all season, can the devils just find more scoring? Um, I don't think that people are sleeping on Schmidt as much as maybe they were at first. He looked good. I think he's gonna you know stay in net. I, I picked the devils to make the cup, so it would be a disingenuous take for me not to take them here. So I'm going to. Um, I think I'm gonna take them in five here i know that would mean that carolina would really have to fumble the bag and this team just continues to find ways to win but i really just think that they're not going to be able to find enough scoring against a very good defensive team that can roll at least three lines if not you know that fourth line seems okay uh in the devils and i think jack hughes and company just find enough to you know win probably you know maybe it's one and one and they just take it back to new jersey and, and take the series at home um you know get up to you know three one and just finish it off so i'll take devils in five it could be it'll be fun yeah i mean that does make sense um i i really do wish i could like strip out like five minute intervals from the carolina islander series because like the last five minutes of uh now i'm blanking was it game four or game five where like the Islanders just went crazy in the last like five minutes of the game is really skewing like the, uh, you know, the, the goals and or goals for and against type numbers um, that I'm looking at, but like all series long Carolina just had the foot on the throat uh, of the Islanders. It felt like, um, and then just sort of let them off the mat, like for literally a couple five minute stretches. And that was how the, you know, that's how the Islanders got their two wins. Um, but like, Every night, it was exactly what you'd expect. Or Sorokin has to make 35 saves for his team to, like, you know, be in the mix. And now it's yeah. not that those saves are, you know, 10 alarm bell type saves. Like, you know, that that's not um, that's not really what Carolina's game is. They're not going cross crease, you know, robbing guys left and right. Um, but it's a very different game from what the Rangers play, uh, where the Rangers are, you know, uh, not very territorially dominant. Um, you know, so it, it kind of feels like a decent spot at plus money to just get this Carolina team where for years it's always been about the system and not the players. And, you know, they, they kind of showed that in round one where, you know, their second used winger was what uh, Jesper Faust or uh, Steph Nason. I mean, like, you know, with Teravainen gone, it's Natchez, it's uh, well, Jarvis uh, who did get hurt but he's back he's definitely back right it's been it's been so long since i saw this team that i actually don't remember jarvis um, was 
back. I was Drury. That was like a question mark. Okay. But he was Drury. skating. Yeah. Not that okay. he's a you know, he's gonna make or break the entire team, but I think he's at least a player. Um, for sure. He was kind of, I think he'll be back, but that was un that was unconfirmed. But yeah, Jarvis will, should be playing. I, it's actually like just looking through this series a little bit closer. It, it really was, I think, pretty close as far as. But as I think, like you said it well, like Carolina poured the shots on, but they only had them by two expected goals for hockey this yep. in the entire series. And it's like, that makes sense. So it's kind of, I love that style for Carolina. Like I think more teams would benefit from taking some notes from them because watching, especially like honestly watching Toronto, it's like, get the puck on Vasilevsky from anywhere and try to get a rebound because like, that that was working like they were finding ways to make offense happen from deeper and it worked and like that's what carolina will do so yeah i think they could luck themselves into some wins and they will play well enough defensively to get that zone opportunity on a goalie that is obviously still unproven although he looked really good in you know a few games against the rangers it gives them a chance for sure um but I just don't know how they find it. Like they're, they need someone to step up in a major way. Uh, I, the obvious guys are Natchez and Ajo. Natchez did not do it in the first series. Maybe he does here. I don't know who else could possibly be the guy. And if I it's mean, Seth knows in now. It's, yeah, it's it's freaking Nason again. And, uh, and Nason. We'll, I don't know why we'll I want to call Nason so bad. I mean, that's, that's how his name looks. Um, yeah. I, I, I get that one. It's not, it's not like he's a you know front of the newspaper type guy either. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, it's literally setting up for him again. Like he's never lost that power play one job. Uh, he's getting set up constantly there. Brent Burns is taking up bajillion shots from the point um, where he's, you know, the deflector. I don't think we have that series yet. Yeah, it's not posted on DraftKings. Um, but when it does, you better believe I'm going to be, you know, uh, trolling it just to see, just to see if there's, you know, some some decent odds uh, put there. My guess I, is, uh, you know, it, they're not that good, but we'll see. Um, I put uh, I put a quick 25 on um, the Devils over on FanDuel, minus 122 on them over there. Do not have the goal odds yet on either site. I wonder if T-Bell Mayer, they might just be waiting on that as well. Um, he did come back to the bench in the game. I don't think he saw another minute of ice time after the Truba hit. Should be mentioned, you know, Truba did just destroy that man. So, uh, I, yeah, would wait what? I wish absolutely nothing but the worst to uh, yeah. Jacob Truba I mean, at all times. I just, just, I don't care enough. Like, I'm not going to argue with people about like is it a penalty or not. It's people like I just said, like, whoa, boy, that was like right to the head. People are like, well, it's not a penalty. I'm like, I just don't care. I really don't care. I'm not going to argue with anyone. Like, it's it's it, predatory and it yeah, just, it's just like it's just garbage. I, yeah. Like, it, like he know. didn't need to do what he did. And if Timo Mayer misses time, I'm sad because like I love watching Timo Mayer play hockey. Like, I think he's a really good player in all facets of the, of the game. Um, and it would be a big loss for the Devils. So, yeah, that did suck. And we'll see what happens. Like I said, he did come back to the bench for Elliot Friedman. Um, but lots to be sorted out there. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, still, Devils in five. I will take a good hard look at series predictions. I guess if I had to say a devil that maybe you're not thinking of, ah, man, I mean, it's probably Heeshear. Like, I think that's the guy that no, like that might end up having much worse odds than he should. How many goals do we have in the series? Like zero, one. Do you have one? Let's look. Um, 
Why do I think he had one? I okay. You know, it honestly he feels had, like this. he had zero. Okay, at the start of that series, he had was so many. Him and Timo, they both had zero. They, they both had zero because everyone was talking about Timo had like twenty eight shots on. Actually, I can tell you the exact number: twenty seven before the game, and he had one. So he had twenty eight shots on goal without a goal. I mean, Tishier had quite a few as well. Um, but alas, I mean, it was a lot of, and that's the thing about New Jersey. It's like, I just told you how many guys on this team didn't score <laughs> that were in their top, you know, four forwards, including Brat, who scored the empty netter. That was his only goal. So those three guys had one goal, Brat, Kishir, and Timo, and yet they beat the Rangers. And it's like, okay, well, I get that, uh, you know, Paula, you know, and you know, uh, what do they call them? Howl of Fame might not have five goals again, but they have they have forwards that can score. Palat, Mercer, like up and down the lineup, and that just doesn't exist on Carolina. And if Timo is healthy and Heishier is back and you know scoring again, he, you know this is not a terrible hockey player. They have scoring from all four lines. Like it is dangerous to think this team again. I, I just I feel like people are gonna like Galaxy brand this, and they're gonna say. Oh, everyone's on New Jersey. Well, I guess I'll go Carolina. It's still Carolina. They were still, no, I'm not doing that. Like the devil should win this series. Sorry. That was in five. I will not apologize. Okay. Actually. I'm not sorry that. Okay. What's your well, final prediction? I, I really, I, I thought I needed that apology from you. So um, no, I mean, you know, I, it's like, I do think Carolina is, I think they're the better team, honestly. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I something about just believing in Brent Burns back there. Like, I don't know that like New Jersey, like, yeah, I guess Dougie versus Brent Burns, like, you know, who's the real winner there? I don't know. Um, but like two through six, Carolina just feels like those guys can all tilt the ice and, I don't know. I don't feel good about Kevin Ball against anyone, you know, and obviously Carolina doesn't have too many guys that scare you like that. Um, it's a, like, put, put pucks in the net, but I would have loved to see something, like, more dynamic from the Devils in this series, and, you know, maybe that's just how they had to win. Um, but the, the, the really cool thing about this series is just how absolutely, like, you know, shockingly different the play styles are between, you know, teams like the Rangers and Carolina and even the Devils and the Islanders. Like they're just very different teams, very different matchups stylistically. So um, I'm looking forward to see how they sort of blend here. All in all, I'll go Carolina in six. Um, I, I think they get it done. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Um, you want to go to the central next? Why not? Uh, Central is... Save the best for last. Save right. the best for last. I agree. Dallas and Seattle. Now, I already said by... by, by I said, well, first of all, I said the Stars would win the series. You had Minnesota because you're an idiot. Um, I, I am very stupid, yes. Honestly, I, you know, I'm going I'm to take that back. Like, it was, it was... It really was impressive how Minnesota was night and day from, like, game two after that to just... The, they were just, they, they, they disappeared. They vanished. They stopped producing offense. Like I, what were their expected goals? I, I got, I got to look in the, in the last couple of games. I mean, they just evaporated on offense completely. And like, you could say, Oh, well, you know, maybe um, Caprizov was hurt. I think that has to be the case because 
they looked brutal. Um, a lot of shots, not much danger. Actually, a little bit better than maybe I thought. Maybe Andre was just this good, but watching some of those games, I just kept thinking, man, like when are they going to get a high quality chance? Just kind of felt like it never happened. So, alas, Dallas moves on with the hottest goalie in the playoffs. And they play Skaddle, who has arguably the second hottest goalie in the playoffs. And maybe not statistically, because if you look at the raw numbers, you're going to say, oh, well, you know, saves above expected or whatever stat you want to use. Drew Bauer is not really quite cracking that tier. But man, um, that Colorado team, when that top two lines are out there, were putting on some clinics against against Seattle and he kept them, you know, right in every game and eventually won the series. So this should be a good series. I do think it probably profiles to be a bit boring. Dallas plays a very different style. They have one line and they're seemingly going to try to spread the wealth as Pavelski right now slots on that second line. And they're going to keep Sagan up with um, Robertson and Hintz, but they don't really roll four lines of forwards quite like Seattle does. And I, like what line going into the playoffs would you say the Tolvin in Bjorkstrand Gord line was because it's number one now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're clearly Seattle three or whatever, but um, yeah, I, it, it's really hard to talk about the Seattle Colorado series without just, you know, once again, revisiting the Ely Tolvin in being waived by Nashville. Um, you know, like, yeah. I mean, we did this whole thing on Twitter, the, the whole song and dance, but I guess I have this platform, so I'll just repackage uh, basically my argument and what I saw argument-wise on Twitter um, that people are like, ah, LOL, like Columbus gave away Bjorkstrand for nothing. And like, yes, that's true. Um, you know, I if I were, uh, if you're up to me, I would not give away Oliver Bjorkstrand for nothing. Um, but it, it does need to be kept in mind that he was not very good this season. And like, you know, some of that maybe is due to individual shooting luck and whatever, but like, you know, his on ice numbers were not great. Um, they were really only like good and they, they were pretty good, but they were only good when he was with Ely Tolvin. Like Ely Tolvin mm-hmm. coming in completely read. I mean, honestly, it redefined the course of their season because yeah, Tolvin I- came in and he got their power play going too. Like it was incredible. Like yeah, I, I, I would, I want to say a couple. I, I, number one, I really do think early on in the season, teams realized they had to take away Brookstrand because of his just ability to put the puck in the goal. And I think Tolvin opened that up for him. Like I, I think Tolvin is a really gifted player. I don't know what Tolvin could like. I, I, I'm watching. I watched a ton of Seattle, and like I was like, what is Tolvin doing to make Brookstrand better? Is it just like? teams just have to account for him because he also is really good at putting that puck past the goalie. I don't know. I don't even, that line I, was awesome. Like, I don't know. Yeah. What, like, I really, like, yeah like, what was it? So, I mean, Tolvanen's numbers, like, you know, I, I don't have like the micro stats. I don't have the scouting background or whatever, but Tolvanen's numbers really do make it look like he's actually better off the puck than he is like, you know, on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, you know, maybe it's because like Yanni Gord is that good. I don't know. And there's just something weird going on there, but you know, I look up I and down the Seattle yeah. roster and they've got absolutely nothing <laughs> like Maddie Beneers is, is pretty good. You know, he's still growing and, but without Jared McCann, clearly Beneers is not like a game changer on his own. Uh, the second line, Jaden Schwartz decided to become Ovechkin for the first like four games of the season. And that was cool. But like, 
you know, Wenberg is not going to shape a series. He's not going to, you know, drag a team kicking and screaming. There's nobody on this team who will do that really. And somehow it's that third line that's come the closest. And it's because they have three guys that are all like capable of putting the puck on goal, putting it in the net, making plays, uh, playing defense too. Like, you know, their numbers defensively are stellar too. Um, so seeing that line against Dallas one will be interesting. I kind of get the sense that these teams both are kind of just, you know, middling. And that's a little bit interesting to me just because, you know, we talk about Toronto, Florida being so talented and, you know, uh, New Jersey being really talented and Carolina having the stellar system. And, you know, we'll get to Edmonton Vegas, but those are two teams that are great and excelled down the stretch defensively too. Like, Dallas, Seattle could just become an absolute chaos fest. Yeah, I think um, so. You know, and that's kind of intriguing to me just because we know that, like, Seattle's going to be cheap on a daily basis. So two game slates, you know, you're going to need to find some sort of an angle. And, you know, overstacking on that game does kind of feel interesting. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I don't, you know, it, these, it's hard to say are, for sure. There is going to be a... Th- two three overtime game in this mix it just it's going to happen like it's because i worry about like yeah the goal the goal upside does seem lower but that that is like with that overtime going forever thing uh you could really find yourself in an unbelievable position stacking this game so sorry i cut you off yeah and the thing is they'll be lined up against florida toronto which is just going to i mean desecrate ownership like i mean they're Every single player, like Eric Stahl might be more owned than Yanni Gord. Like there, people are just going to be falling over themselves to get a piece of that six and a half, maybe even seven total by game time. And like, you know, uh, clearly the talents there could happen, but like, you know, we're still talking about matters of fractions of a single goal in like the implied team totals of a difference. And, you know, you're paying for it salary wise and whatnot. So I do kind of feel like that's like, my main uh excitement factor for the series and it's not you know not great but like i I don't know i'm at least curious to see how that plays out the first couple games um so we'll see what projections look like and how the actual series shapes up but um i just realized i have these things ready actually nah I'll just circle back on the specific games these teams have played against one another because I have okay. those yeah, yeah, yeah. series, um, but I have not been referencing them because I have it. Well, let's use it. We'll, we'll, we'll run through it one last time at the end. Yeah. One last, okay. I will just give, I'll give my final take. I, I think that sure. what I'm going to say is I think Alice domination in the, in the last three games, but really two, I'm going to say the five and six were a bit more. Uh, I think it's overshadowing just how good Seattle really was in this series. Like they played Colorado right up. I mean, then of course they beat them. So easy to say now, but I mean, they, like it was not like Florida, Boston, where Boston was the better team and Boston didn't find a way to get it done. Like this Seattle team was just as good overall in expected goals in most of the numbers, they found the goaltending. I really think that everyone is going to get on Dallas thinking, Oh yeah, this is like the best team left playing again. Yeah, I, I guess there's something just about this Dallas team that seems to get a lot of fuel because of that la- those last two games in Ottinger. And I'm taking Seattle in seven. Like I think that this is okay. actually a good hockey team, and I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to kick myself too hard because 
you know what? I, I was never going to just put money on Seattle in seven alone. I actually put money on Seattle in seven with a couple other things and uh, missed on, uh, what did I, oh, I'm trying to remember what the freaking thing is I missed on now. It was funny in retrospect. I think it was, that doesn't matter. Um, it was like two of the series that I got correct. And then I put like, I think I put Boston and um, like one other, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. What matters is Seattle's good. And I'm not going to quit on them again. They are a good five on five team. And I think that's the one thing that really got overshadowed going into the series is because it's just the star power on Colorado, but like Seattle scored the most five on five goals for a reason. Like this team finds ways to generate offense and they have the, the guys, the guys to do it. I really do believe that if McCann is back, which I kind of expect, right. I mean, that's not the expectation we should have. I think that's fair. I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, uh, like Dom's projecting it without McCann. Uh, McCann, I don't even know if he's like joined the team yet. So it does kind of sound concerning. Um, but, you know, uh, again, two weeks ago, the, the hockey world looked a lot different. So like, you know, two weeks from now, like, yeah, McCann could be back for four games and you could have had eight goals in that time. Who knows? Um, but yeah. I'm not confident he plays, I guess, is my, what, my point. What are we saying the injury is? Do we even know? I'm, try, I'm trying to look uh, right now. Not been, we've not been told, yeah. but the way he got sort of carried off the ice, I think it's a head injury. Yeah. Um, so I don't I don't know, though. Um, yeah, it, it, they've been very coy about it. And for, you know, whatever, it's hockey we, we expect this all the time but you know we can we we know what lebron had for breakfast yeah. you know what yeah morning, I, I but we don't was, know yeah, i was kind of why Jared, yeah, yeah whatever yeah i, I was kind um, of like at first assuming he'd be back but anywhere i look it's hard to know um i i just again i i really do believe in the seattle team i believed in them up until almost the, the you know what i really i gave them i was like they're gonna make it to game seven they're just not gonna get it done in colorado and they proved that wrong like they were a great team. I think they, you know, could have easily won that game. And, um, you know, they, they could have, I think pulled off any of those games. I think they could have found a way to win. Uh, while like, I just never saw Minnesota once Eric Sinek went out, which by the way, you saw the injury, right? He had like a fractured fibia. Yeah. Was like, yeah, I, we tried our best. Like what the heck? Like I, what, like you look at that Minnesota lineup and I think we'll look back in retrospect and be like, man, this team was bad. And once Kaprizov kind of, we knew it wasn't hundred percent and Zuccarello wasn't hundred percent. This team was just not good anymore. Like they were like forcing guys like Marcus Johansson to play 21 minutes. And this guy was given away for peanuts. Like I, he was good. And it was a great pickup. Like he was not, not, not a terrible guy. It's just like, you needed so much more from this roster and it just wasn't there. And like, I, I just really think that people are overvaluing the stars win. And I think the stars are great. And they forced seven games with Seattle. It goes all the way back to Dallas. And again, Seattle finds a way to get it done. Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, both, I think both teams are fine. I would not call either team great or even close to great. Um, so I'll sort of just go the other side of you where I think it's virtually a coin flip, um, but I'll take Dallas in seven. I think this series, you know, uh, it might not be like the best hockey necessarily, but I do think there's like a lot of, interest for you know a day-to-day basis just because there's so many potential ways the series could go there's so many pieces that could step up um we saw Miro Haskinen like 
go god mode the first couple games and then sort of fade into the background. Uh, we'll see maybe with Pavelski back uh, if, if they sort of pick up where they left off, like with the power play and whatnot, um, and see if we can get some powder keg there. But I'll go Dallas in seven, and we can move on to the final yeah. series. All right, final series, best series. I pulled them up, and I was like, man, they they really think Edmonton's going to win this. Um, it is minus 150 Oilers, plus 130 Vegas. This is, the again, the number one seed coming out of the West. Matt's team, he needs to win the West, the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that did face a little adversity. They did lose game one and then proceeded <laughs> <Yeah>. to curb <laughs> stomp the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Never a doubt. Uh, you know, ne- never always trust Jack. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, they just they didn't even let Winnipeg breathe, which, like, obviously, you know, you know I. I I don't know how anyone with a straight face could have said Winnipeg had a prayer, but you know. Okay, well, I did. Off, DJ. So no, no, I, I, I am an idiot for it. You know, you know what's funny is the expected goals were thirteen point two to thirteen point three. It's not even, but like it didn't feel that way. It certainly did really? not feel yeah. that way. That's what Micah yeah, has. I'm, I mean, I like it definitely did not. Okay, like, yeah, five. Like, Five on five venue adjust, like or five on five score adjusted. I mean, uh, if Vegas was the best team at fifty six percent, actually, New Jersey just updated to seven. They include game seven. What what Vegas did was they just kept all of the danger away from. I think they just kept taking. Kyle Connor was like, "I will just keep shooting. Like I will shoot from anywhere." But. The bad news was yeah. they weren't dangerous and no one else could find a way to like, no one stepped up. I, I would give Dubois like a half, a, a half a credit on stepping up and then nothing else. Like yeah, they needed yeah, so yeah. much more. They needed the Ehlers back. They like just didn't get, I mean, and then once Morrissey was down, I think they were completely dead because the rest of that defense, as we saw when they were in that overtime game, uh, there was three, oh right. God. That yeah. like they needed to put out a defenseman because Morrissey was down and Sandberg was like, which is the right team? Uh, I'll give it to the other one. Like (laughs) those guys could not play. Um, Winnipeg needs to not, the thing is, and I know this was going to happen. Are you, are you ready to hear my, my theory really quick? And then we can move on. They are going to do exactly what the flames did. And they are going to say, we're trading Dubois. Like, I mean, he's not Matt the Chuck. We're not comparing them to be the same person. And they're going to be like, no, we don't want to rebuild. We want Josh something right now. Anderson. Could go out and get someone like Josh Anderson. Oh I, my god. I, I, it's gonna be worse than that though, because I feel like they're just not gonna do what he wants and they're not even gonna like they're going to trade into another team or something and get like a much worse return than imaginable to try to be relevant now. Uh. Like you know what's gonna happen. They didn't freaking fire their coach. I can't even I mean I just them. I don't think they're going to do anything. Just, you know, that's the Winnipeg way. So, yeah. So bad. Just so, so, so bad. I'm, I mean, I'm mad about it. Like, I'm mad about it because this is one of the better rosters, I think, in the league. They <clears> proved <throat> it until February, and then they face-planted. And, you know, I you don't have to say – you can say I'm wrong. You can just say, like, yep, you're wrong. I, I think this is a fully healthy roster. It's one of the better teams in the entire league. And they face-planted from – beginning of march until game five and yeah they need to they need to rebuild they got to start it over again they got to trade up it just it ain't gonna happen um yeah so 
on to this series though, where we're kind of, I think we're both agreeing Vegas is a much better team than the markets are giving them credit for. But do you remember who they play against? Um, chance. Some some guy, uh, what Connor Connor Bedard's little brother or something like that. I don't know. It's uh, Conrad McDougal. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, he's it, pretty good. Yeah, guy. It, it was funny to like. Again, if you didn't watch that series, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I pretty much haven't stopped watching hockey since it came on, and just listening to the people like. <laughs> McDavid really hasn't had a great game yet. Or like, they just kept like saying weird stuff like that. The guy had 10 points in six games. It just was on fire. Like I know Dreisaitl seven goals and, and like, I get it. Like I'm not going to sit here and besmirch the good name of Leon Dreisaitl. He was, I would say really good, but man, did McDavid look, make him look even better down the stretch. Like, boy, is it easy to play with that guy? Especially when you are good. Um, Evan Bouchard, goat. Are we ready for that? I hear he's pretty good. Yeah. Um, like those three guys all had a combined 31 points. Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Bouchard seems useful. Yeah, I mean, you know, it? the the weird thing about that is, I mean, Edmonton's power play was just so good that, like, it yeah. sort of does masquerade that, like, you know, at five on five, like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Bouchard, like, their main guys – they were around 50%. Like it wasn't like they were like tilting the ice, you know, night in, night out. Uh, Zach Hyman, RNH, they were below 50%. Like it was Matthias Yanmark, Derek Ryan, Quim Costin, Fogel, McCl- like it was the depth that was just running roughshod over LA at five on five. Like they didn't get like a ton of goals for it. I think Costin maybe had a couple um like late in the series um, that sort of like made his like on ice numbers look pretty good. But maybe what happened is they were just dominating, drawing penalties and out came McDavid and just like, yeah, you know, uh, we're going to take advantage of that. And that's what happens. Um, But LA does not have Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. Um, You know, I really do think that that is kind of an X factor here. And yeah, this series is, like if if you told me like yeah you only get to watch one of these series like a hundred times out of a hundred it's this one like I get it Florida Toronto's great but like I think this one is just going to be absolutely everything um you know so yeah. I, I'm giddy at the idea but I really do think Vegas uh is like I mean they have home ice like I I think Eichel is uh going to explode like I mean Adrian Kempe had a goddamn series against LA like oh yeah yeah I mean like come on like I think Eichel can do that and mm-hmm. I really do think that like the PK for Vegas is so strong you know Mark Stone seems like he's fully healthy like I just think Vegas has an element that LA doesn't yet have and I think that's why like Vegas should be slightly favored in my mind like me yeah, it's not like oh guaranteed lock it in but like I really do think Vegas is just really really good um yeah yeah so no the yeah i would I'd, i you know it, honestly like looking at the numbers a little bit closer and it's not a even close to really a one for one comparison but it kind of feels like that edmonton la series really almost mirrors the boston florida series except when la had a chance to keep it alive they folded and and florida the, did it like but like the, the outplay factor i think overall like throughout the like it, it, like that, it's similar in like that kind of a uh, respect. It's like, man, this, this Oilers team, I'm not going to say they got lucky because that that's feels disingenuous, 
because I do think they really, really outplayed them. But I think this could have easily gone the distance and it could have kind of come down to more of a coin flip scenario. Um, and I, I do agree with you on Vegas. Like, I really think they're going to keep it close. And I do think this series is going to probably go to six or seven games. And for all the reasons yeah, I you mean, said, but are we denying what happened, you know, what happened is the Edmonton power play had, what, 25 minutes of play and had like, <laughs> uh, what, seven goals scored? An absurd amount of goals. Like, yeah, like they scored. So they scored 23 goals per 60 getting just a shade under four minutes per game. Someone else do the math. I don't know. I could just click counts on natural statric, I guess. Uh, perfect. They had, yeah, they had nine goals on, on the power play um, and not a ton of power play opportunities. Like that was it. That was, that was the series. Their power play came through in spades time and again, dry saddle, McDavid, Bouchard. Like, I mean, that's, that's the triumvirate right there. Um I just don't think it comes quite as easily against Vegas. Now Vegas does have power play issues of their own. So we'll see if that like is the actual difference where like even a decent Edmonton power play is better than a bad, you know, uh, Vegas power play. So, so maybe that's the difference here. Um, but the, the final question I have before we sort of get to the like uh, prognostication part of it is uh, goaltending. I mean, Brossois looked the part uh, Skinner was a little bit shaky. Like Jack Campbell had to yes. come in and bail them out in overtime. Um, it, does that give you any sort of trepidation uh, coming into the series with an mm. untested rookie versus an untested I will backup? Uh, no, I mean, no, no. Like I, I really don't care about goaltending is probably the answer um, in general. And I, I really, if you told me like it's Skinner or Persuade tonight, who are you picking? Like I would say it, I could care less. They're both probably fine. And like, like I said, I think Brassois was only looked so good because of the defense around him. Is that going to hold up against McDavid and Dreisaitl? It had it better. And I think it can, I, I could see the scenario where this, you know, where, it's so easy for me to see the path for Vegas, is, which is why I'm like, man, I don't really get the number on them. And like, I want to bet it, but do I think that's what's going to happen? Like, do I actually, I think the Oilers find a way to win this series still in my sick twisted brain. But I also think the best bet on the board is probably Jack Eichel plus 700 for leading score. Um, you said plus 700. Yeah. Seven to one. It's better on uh, DraftKings and FanDuel. Um, I don't know if I'm really looking. I, I am surprised by the numbers because they're really giving a lot of guys some, some low, some, some low numbers here, real low. Um, yeah. I could see Eichel being pretty useful. Yeah, agreed. Um, I guess one minor thing that I'm watching throughout the series is I think Shea Theodore plays like for sure. Uh, he was yeah. a surprise scratch in game five though. So, you know, five days off, like, yeah, you know, he should be back in, I imagine. Um, however, what I did want to say is with that, I really do think Petrangelo was like locked into the power play one job. Like as we play a few games in the Vegas power play, uh, you know, uh, struggles, quote unquote, um, I would sort of worry, but I do think early in the series is when we're going to see a ton of Petrangelo uh, on the, with the top unit. So I would feel pretty confident in stacking that. And then later on in the series is when I would sort of start to go, okay, if Theodore's, you know, 1200 less than Petrangelo, you sort of flip, you know, you flip it and you say Petrangelo goes out, people will stack Petrangelo with the power play. 
And you just kind of hope for that mid-game change. Because I do think it's coming, you know, at some point. Uh, like, Theodore is clearly, like, the, I think, the best offensive defenseman on the blue line there. And his minutes for Petrangelo are probably best served up against, you know, McDavid Tricidal at 5-on-5 five five, than, like, trying to jam a square peg in a round hole on the power play. Um, but at least for now, as Theodore sort of is shaking off an injury clearly that he's trying to play through, um, Petrangelo early in the series is going to be the guy I go to on the blue line. Is, um, but is yeah, Chandler Stevenson 42 to one do it for you? Seems like a high number. That's really high, especially considering empty net potential. Yeah, and just like, played with Mark Stone. Like those guys are good. 42 yep. to hit four goals in the first series, 42 to one on FanDuel. I get it. Like, Really? He outscored everyone but Dreisaitl. 42 to 1. All right, I'm in. I'm putting I'm $10 on it. I, I, like, I'm putting $10 on a bunch of kids that aren't going to win. Yeah, uh, what is Riley Smith about? I, that was the guy I was going to say first, and then I was like, wait, Stevenson? Um, hold on, let me check both sites again. Uh, 24 to 1. And, oh, God. Yeah, 17 okay. to 1. So, uh, 24 to 24 on FanDuel? On FanDuel. Okay, well, I'll be making I mean, a trip back to FanDuel. Good, like they're they're both good. They're both power play one. Uh, Stevenson yes. scored the power play goal uh, in game five. Not yeah. Uh, um, so, like I think you could bet either of those for sure. I understand why you might lean yes. Riley Smith, um, uh, at least you. But like, I mean, from a casual betting perspective, of just like, man, like Stevenson does score. Uh, he just isn't a sh- enough of a shooter. For yeah, me to I, say this is great, but yeah, I always have a natural aversion to the guys who are like sitting in the high slot, like they're mm-hmm. sort of in the bumper position, uh, just because they're easier to take away schematically. Um, you know, but clearly you have to take them away because if you don't, like then they're wide open in, in front of the net or whatever. Um, so you know, I like the guys like Riley Smith who can you know, who shoot more often, they can score from the flanks and like they get those one timers, like the power plays being set up for them to score goals. Um, So I think I would slightly prefer Smith if you told me I could only make one of those bets. Um, But, you know, let's be real. I'll probably put in, you know, maybe three X what I put on Stevenson on uh, Riley Smith and just sort of play that as my angle here. Um, So yeah, those both seem really solid though. I, you know, especially if you like Vegas in the series, you're imagining Dreisaitl McDavid get kept off the board, and you think that the Vegas power or penalty kill sort of steps up and, uh, you know, doesn't let them run roughshod over uh, the series like LA did. So uh, anything else? I mean, there's, I mean, I could talk forever about this series, I'll be honest. Um, you know, the top line to Eichel has sort of been an open question. So keeping an eye on who plays with him in March or so will always be of DFS relevance. I don't think you need to go digging for like an Amadio series goal leader or anything like that um, because we have Stevenson and uh, Riley Smith, but uh, anything else that you can possibly think of? No. All right. Tell me then what's going to happen here. Oilers in seven. Taking both Western conference series to go the distance all the way to seven and in the east things will get done a little bit quicker okay um i mean is it is it part of it because i said the Stanley cup final would be new jersey and edmonton i don't know maybe maybe that's the final straw for me 
Um, I, I just, I really think this McDavid dry thing is for real and they're going to find a way to get it done. Um, when it, when it counts, I think this back and forth, you know, series going to stay real close to the very end. Uh, maybe one night where Skinner really drops the ball, maybe another night where Persuade doesn't have it. And we just, we find ourselves in game seven in a, well, it'd be in Vegas. Okay. Oh God. I, I'm just going to say Vegas in six, but I really wanted to say Vegas in five. Um, you know, I do think the longer the series goes, clearly the, the more scared I get of Connor McDavid. Um, so, but it's yeah. really hard to see a ton of separation between these two teams. Uh, so let me quickly recap uh, what I pulled up on like the matchups between these teams, because, you know, I just simply neglected to share that as we went through the first round uh, or sorry, the first uh, run through of this, I shared them for the first round uh, ironically enough, or maybe a sign of things to come. Boston, Florida was like far and away uh, when those two teams played the expected goals pace was just insane. Um, and you know, uh, some of the games were a bit of a dud, but others went absolutely nuts. So maybe there was something to it. I don't know. Um, but this season when Toronto and Florida played, let's just, I'll also share this in the discord. So pop in there. If you are not uh, frequenting the MSP discord, um, but the expected goals were pretty even uh, both you know, uh, what they would have played four times. I don't know. Uh, basically, Dallas and Seattle wouldn't have played more than three times, but every other team being in the same division would have played a bunch against one another. Um, sorry, I'm just getting off track here. Uh, Florida, Toronto, uh, 0.35 expected goals above average for Toronto, 0.19 for Florida above average. So clearly both being a bit up tempo with the Toronto scoring more. So the actual goals, not just expected um, than expected while Florida scored slightly less than expected. So all in all about an average uh, goals pace with a slightly above average expected goals pace, uh, New Jersey, Carolina, a very up-tempo series uh, of games where New Jersey had 0.64 expected goals above average uh, per like per 60 in those games. And Carolina also at 0.59. So, you know, uh, almost a goal and a quarter above expectation if we're just basing it off of expecteds. And in actuals, New Jersey scored a bunch and Carolina scored about league average. So they underperformed their expected goals. Shocker. Who knew Carolina doing that uh, while New Jersey was buoyed a bit by some solid finishing in addition to the expected goals. So, uh, starting with those two out east, DJ, I mean, there, there's your New Jersey rub right there. If this gets into an up-tempo series, uh, New Jersey's finishing talent, just their talent all like, together, I think that makes the difference for them. Um, so does that sound about like what you would expect uh, coming into the series? Yeah, sounds uh, New Jersey in five. Perfect. Nailed it. All right. Um, so out west, uh, similarly, uh, Dallas and Seattle, when these two teams played, it was actually a bit of a slug. Um, so that's, I don't know, that's fun, I guess. Uh, Dallas was well below league average point, a negative 0.6. That honestly could only be two games of data, though. So do with that what you will. Um, while Seattle was right at league average, um, you know, 0, 0.0 above the expecteds. And Seattle scored well above league average, a full goal. Sounds about right. 
Yeah, <laughs> literally. And uh, you're preaching. You're preaching what I want to hear. Yeah, and uh, Dallas, you know, didn't score much either. Um, and all all this is at five on five. If we're talking about two game power play sample sizes, like just you know, find a new hobby. Um, and here, here's here's one that you might like as well. Edmonton, uh, in these matchups, actually dominated the scale against Vegas. Point uh, seven, uh, greater than average for. Edmonton and negative or well, 0.4 below average for Vegas there um, on the expecteds with Edmonton outscoring Vegas by a full goal, um, you know, above expectations and whatnot, as well as the actuals. So expected and actual Edmonton held a pretty significant advantage this season. I'll look through those games, see if there's anything weird. Um, but yeah, it's pretty you know, pretty standard stuff, not that surprising. Um, but if you're looking for like, oh, well, the expected goals in these matchups was crazy, then you're going to want to take a look at this New Jersey Carolina series because that's the one where it sort of stands out in the same way that Florida Boston did um, from a pace perspective. So, you know what else we did talk about was the uh, leading goal score for Dallas and Seattle. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, did- I mean, Jesus Christ, it literally could be one of, like, it could be Jake Ottinger, and I would like be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah so in, in the first round, Rupe hints at five goals, he had that hat trick, so maybe some of the consensus on him at five to one just because of that, but I think that's a little bit thin with the way he plays. Um, Sagan yeah. had four, so maybe some people think, oh, that boost and whatever. Again, I'm not really looking into that. Um, Dodonov had three goals. He is uh, a good 45 to one over on FanDuel. I mean, that seems at least intriguing. 45 to one on DraftKings as well. Um, J Rob, four to one. Uh, I don't know. I could see why you do it. Like, he's the best player in this series on offense for sure. So, there's your, your reason. Seattle didn't have anyone that dominated the scoring. Uh, I think they had like 14 different guys score goal or like I don't even, I'm not even exaggerating it was something ridiculous of that nature um the guy that I think if I was going to circle 28 to 1 on Tolvanen um Tolvanen like that's yeah, probably the one I bet because of everything we already said so you know what I'm going to put 10 bucks on uh, my boy our boy say that you know what Bjorkstrand found some some light and he did not score before game seven, mind you. He scored two in game seven to tie the lead with Morgan Geeky and Jaden Schwartz. Um, yeah, that has boosted him on both sites a bit above the rest, uh, 14 to one and 15 to one, respectively. Jaden Schwartz is where is he? Eight to one on freaking FanDuel, Jesus, 14 to one on DraftKings. <laughs> um, Matt Beniers doesn't shoot, but he's in the 15 to one range. Yeah. I think you just go with the guy like Tolvanen or maybe get absolutely bananas with Dylan Sprong, but what is he? Is he not even? Uh, you did it again. Oh, it's, oh my God. Daniel, I said Daniel. <laughs> 22 to one, but he's not listed on FanDuel at all. They just do not Weird. respect him. Huh? Yeah. I mean, lot, it, it's very yeah. It's very strange that this Cartier fella is up on the top line and not sprung. You know, it's just like, what the hell are we doing here? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I told you, like, he goes to the bench and he wails his coach in the balls every shift. That's the only <laughs> logical explanation. And like, I'm telling you, I like, when I see that man uh, on the ice, I'm watching him the whole time. I want to figure it out. He hits, he four checks, 
he makes every pass and he fires pucks past the goal and they're just like, eh, no. Yeah, I, the, I could the fancy stats. The fancy stats say he's good at defense. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, I don't, it's fascinating. Like if you told me there was a reason, I, I would I would be all ears. I would stop everything <laughs> I was doing and listen. I cannot. Oh, um, wait, I actually posted something in the Discord the other day uh, from a Penguins beat writer. Um, God, oh my God, let's see. Yeah, yeah they so, had uh, they had him and McCann to be fair. Yeah, let's see. Daniels. All right. Yeah. Josh Yo, Pittsburgh. First time I ever saw Daniel Sprong shoot a puck in training camp. Mike Lange. Uh, Mike Lang? What the hell's their announcer's name? Mike Lange? Why can't I think of? I, anyway, their announcer looked at me yeah, and said, yes. That kid is going to score a lot of goals. You can't teach that. And then someone responded, I seem to recall that there were some rumors that he acted like a total tool and all the vets hated him. Not sure if that's true. This beat writer responds, yes, really weird guy. So that might just be it. He's he's a weirdo. He and Dougie Hamilton are checking out the Smithsonian on off days yeah, or right? something. Like, I, don't um, I don't know. I really don't get it. I, I just. Doesn't I, make I sense. No, no. And like, man, talk about, talk about the Penguins real quickly. Like, let's trade Jesus John Marino, McCann. Uh, let's get rid of Sprong. It's just evaporate all of their bottom line scoring and miss the playoffs. Give Kapanen five mil a year or whatever they did. And, and then dump them yeah. right, right when he's ready to score goals. Yep. Oh, man. No, yeah, it's embarrassing. Honestly, uh, yeah, well, it's pretty much send it. I, I think that that um, Tolvanen line is actually probably good. Um, the more I, like I think it. about it. Yeah. Uh, Gord at 30 to one, but I, I just feel like why do that? You can just go over to the other site for, you know, 28 to one. I think it's just a much better bet uh, the way that if Tolvanen is used on the power play, which that, that we just didn't see a lot of power play run from them. It, it felt like, and in game seven, they had zero power plays. Let's get out of here though. I've talked long enough. Um, that was just one thing I felt like we probably shouldn't have missed. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else? No, I think I think we're good. Uh, I still feel, you know, I still feel good about Vegas at, at you know, cup odds. Uh, my Petrangelo Con Smythe angle, I don't feel great about, but you know, uh, that's why they play all the series, and clearly, you know, the finals are heavier weight in that. But Mark Stone right now looks, uh, you know, if Vegas were to win, God forbid, um, you know, Mark Stone, Eichel certainly seem like they'd be the guys at this point. So obviously, uh. You know, that was my long shot bet of the playoffs. Um, Petrangelo at like plus 150 to win the, con- or 150 to one to win the Consmith. But yeah, everything else is, you know, uh, it's fun. We're, we're having fun. Uh, as you, as you're saying, the, the league is run by a bunch of geniuses who know perfectly well what all the players will do good and bad. And while we're just idiots who don't know anything, but somehow seem to like all the players that do good all the time. So I don't know. Just, just a fun game we play here. Um, but we'll see you all in the Discord. We'll see you all on the Underdog Streets. We'll see you all in the uh, DraftKings lobby and uh, wherever else. You know, on Twitter, uh, you can find us at Pod. DJ out there every day grinding the Underdog Streets at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. And I am at Fake Moods. Um, DJ, what was your advance rate out of the uh, first round of the Zamboni? I feel like yeah, I didn't the, talk about that. I said it right at the beginning. Uh, okay. 30, I'll double check it right now. You know what? See if anything changed. 
Uh, yeah, so three of 10 in the warm pup, warm up. I call it the warm pup because I think that's more fun. That's um, clever. Wait, no, but the second place moves on too. So I guess four because um, that moves on. I forgot about that. So four teams over there. I think there is chance for a couple, maybe one of these teams seems like there's a chance. It's pretty high. So maybe if we get, we get 50% over there. And then, yeah, it looks like a final 34 of 150 before any additionals. I think I have three. So I think it'll be about a 37 of 150, which is pretty good. You know, I was my, my optimistic 40. That was like my, my peak, I thought, because it just it, you can't condense it the way I did for the regular season when you're trying to get exposure to a lot of different peak scenarios. And um, I feel really good about my process still, but I am excited to see how this finishes because there were some differing opinions from really me, you and Jay at the end of the day, uh, all around on how to attack this format exactly. So I think we'll learn a lot this year, which is uh, exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so more more to come on that and all the game three there. Um, yeah, well, let's, let's close out the show. So be sure to follow us. I told you where to follow us, but anything you need to know as far as content or hangouts or whatever, um, you'll, you'll find on Twitter. I'll ping you in the Discord. So get in there by DMing us uh, as well. DJ, any final things? Do you have the plug or anything? Mm, I mean, yeah, follow along with Puck Luck. Uh, a lot of free stuff there for betting and, and help. And I've been tweeting a, you know, just a ton of uh, math so I courses and things of that nature, which is really thanks to you and Doug in large part. Uh, so thank you uh, to Doug who hopefully listens for helping us along the way. And we got to get another stream with the three of us again to yeah, enjoy fun. some uh, fun hockey. We'll definitely do that in round two. Guaranteed uh, Doug is not listening, but all right, that'll do it uh, from Doug and DJ from itself. Have a good second round, everybody. And we will see.